sitting here. Guess I didn't make bail. Got time and a story to tell. Started when I was nine years old. Woke up and daddy was gone. I started hustling and they couldn't tell me nothing. Running in the hood trying to be somebody. My soul was on empty. I was searching for something. Tried to be good. Tried to keep Hey guys, welcome to Relationship 204. My name is Tanisha Simpson. I am one of the hosts of Relationship 204, and we are so delighted that you guys have joined us on tonight. And you say, well, why 204? Because relationships can sometimes can be one-on-one basic, and most of the times relationships are just complicated. So hello, some of the co-hosts who are on here right now. How are you guys tonight? What's up? Hey, Lewis. And I have, who else I have, John? I'm on here. I'm on here. How are we? John, what's good? Hey, Lewis. (laughs) Um, I'm so delighted to talk to you guys um, on tonight, on Thursday night, which is Relationship 204. A lot has been going on, I think, with everyone in this world when it comes to them just personally. So a lot of things that we've been missing, but I'm glad that we are reconnected. That's right. Absolutely. So I just want to get into some things here. So tonight um, I call it, you you should listen to women. (laughs) And I'm glad that I got guys on here. You should listen to women. And I say that because I'm echoing. Somebody got me echoing. Okay. And I say that because, um, like, you guys have been looking at the news and you've been looking at TV. And right now they had this um, thing the other day where they had four black, amazing, beautiful women, um, and it was called Mayor's Matter. And these four women were from, you know, Atlanta, D.C., uh, L.A., and what was the other place? Where was the other place? Chicago. So they was from those areas. And I'm like, men, right now, women are, like, ripping it up. We are, like, I think we're probably the smartest people in this world right now, black women, um, statistically. And that's why I say, you know, you guys should listen. I mean, Pharrell, what do you think? John, you want to hit that? I'm not sure what you want to hit. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. We should listen in the area of business. What What are we listening to? No, and, and, Everything. I don't mean that in a negative. Everything. Right. Because we are, we are rocketing in business. We are rocketing yes. in our homes. We are rocketing socially. We're just rocking it, period. Okay. And, and, and it made me realize okay. that you guys really need to listen to everything that we uh, say. Well, I've, I've always believed that it's – oh, somebody's echoing. I've always believed that I think it's very important, obviously, to uh, to listen to women. I don't know where the the concept or the ideology that stems from that we're we just to ignore women uh, – I don't know who created that, but uh, it's always wise to listen to women. I've I've always said that uh, there's a reason why in the Bible 
wisdom is called her. It says, seek out wisdom, seek her instructions. It's, uh, it refers to wisdom as being female. I always found that to be uh, interesting, and, and, and so I'm, I'm always been pro listening to women. Now, sometimes, you know, y'all could be in your feelings a little bit and talk out of emotions, but uh, it doesn't mean that all of the time and every single woman is always irrational. And so I've never did not listen to women, so I, I, I was a little taken back by the question. I think the question implied we don't listen. Um I, for one, I, I, I can't understand why a man wouldn't listen to women. I mean, uh, there's something unique that women bring to the table that we cannot. The feminine essence just has uh, an intuitive ability that no man on the face of the earth can match. Uh, and just so like we bring something to the table, women bring something completely different. And both is needed in the relationship dynamic for a relationship to thrive and go forward. And so uh, I'm all for listening to women. I'm me? glad you said that. That that that, that was a good <laughs> ending. I'm I'm. I, I don't know what that silence was. I was a little worried. <laughs> I needed the I silence to be there. I, oh, I needed okay. the silence to be there because that was a uh, okay, okay. I get it. <laughs> so I, I, you know what? Honestly, I mean, I don't think it probably number one applies to us because I'm 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 a a believer and when you know obviously we support i'm pretty sure john feels the same way uh definitely in support of women and the things that are going on and the movement and what what she brings to the table to our culture and who she is as a woman um to out to to us as men and i think you know john kind of took it from a biblical standpoint which is exactly right as a helper, especially in times like these, it seems like we have tried to do these things on our own, and yet we still are being killed, yet we still are being ignored, yet we still are being um, oppressed, yet we still are being looked at um, as nothing. And a lot of it is because we have not joined together. And, and time past, there has been times when women have spoken up. But now and these days, she is needed even more where we are now are coming together as a family. We're now coming together as a unit to say no more. Um, and she's not going to be quiet about, well, you know, it's a man, you know, it, you know, a lot of it's happened to the men and maybe he, he can get over it and different things of that nature. No, at this point in time, our women are saying, it's over. Uh, we're not going to allow this to happen anymore, and we're going to affect change through the system. And now that I have brought things to the table from an economic standpoint, now my economic value means something to the system because if I stop buying, if I stop being the entrepreneur or the CEO and affect change in the business world, they will see a difference. So, yes, Absolutely. I think women do need to be listened to, and it's time for her to continue to support um, and stand up. Thank you guys so much. That's encouraging because um, because we do need that as women, especially as um, each of us are black, um, black Americans on the phone. But 
we need that. We need that support. You know, um, I, I, I'm not the person that believes in the old, you know, women are independent, men are independent as well. So I'm not the, I'm so independent that I don't need a man. But we as women, we need that conversation to be heard sometimes, you know, because um, we have a lot of single women who are who are out there and a lot of single parent women who are out there. And most of the time we need that encouragement. We get encouragement from each other. But a lot of times we like to hear the encouragement from a brother, like, you know, sister, you got this. You know, it doesn't have to be nothing where, you know, we're in a relationship. But even from you, John, or or or, or you, Lewis, or, or or me doing the same for you guys. But we need that. Um, we need it sometimes. So thank you guys for actually not saying that you just agree because I'm saying that I put it out there. But you know the realistic that. Um, Sometimes we need to just be heard. So thank you, guys. <laughs> so, um, you know, and if you guys have anything that you want to throw out there, you know, you can go ahead and do from any previous um, or any situations that have gone through through the week or anyone has asked you, that's fine. Um, someone had been asking me yeah. uh, since last. Go ahead. I, I was going to ask. Um, this is John. Forgive me, I had a mask. Let me take this mask off. Out here trying to talk with a mask, about to suffocate myself. Ooh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, someone asked me, with all that is going on, as people of color, as uh, uh, melaniers, if I could put it that way, people who are rich in melanin, uh, what 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 is our thoughts on interracial marriages? Uh, what is our thoughts on interracial marriages, uh, stepping outside of the race? Um, you know what? Feel um, that, that was a subject we had. I... Yeah, a subject that we were supposed to talk about a couple of weeks ago, um, interracial dating and interracial marriage. Um, I'm not that black chick that roll their eyes or look at you like, I know he ain't try, you know, uh, try that mess or you know, or anything like that. I believe in if you meet someone and you genuinely like them and you fall in love with them, I don't have no problem with that. What I don't like, okay, and there you go to sister, what I don't like is to, if you do meet like you someone of a different, I did, I, and I snapped my neck. I really did. <laughs> yeah, um, I felt it. I felt it too, Lewis. I felt it. <laughs> I don't like is that once you do, um, cross over to Asian, you know, um, women Philippines or whoever. Um, you don't, you don't now say, well, I, I never dated a black sister. I don't like black sister. I don't, I, you know, just start talking negative of who we are, knowing that your mom or your sister or your auntie, your grandma or whoever, you know, is black. Because if you're talking to to that one, you're talking to all of us, you know, and start trying to belittle us and you know berate us and. You know they're not this or they're bitter and you know saying all these negative things. Now if you go if you're gonna date someone, you're gonna marry someone, and you want to live happily ever happy ever after, that's fine. But don't don't do the reverse part of it and then just start talking bad about us. That's one. Let me get you my number two. My number two is when you um dating someone. I don't like that sister. The one just be who you are, whatever race you are. Don't start wearing the braids and, you know, doing the slang talking and moving your head and, um, 
you know, um, wanting to fit in, I guess, into another race and so forth and, you know, saying words or slang, um, that that don't work for me. That what if the sister me. was already culturally black? What what if the sister was already culturally black and she's See, not that trying word right there, culturally is, is, is so um is undefined Can't right be... now with, with the world. Um culturally I think you can um, culturally black. You mean okay, so culturally right now is like hip hop or culturally being around black people, you know. Um, culturally. Um I don't I don't I, because I don't know her personally, so I would be biased. If we were out in the street, if if we're out somewhere, um, maybe I would be. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't know her personally, but I just feel like, and, and, and there's ones that you know culturally, because there's some that have grown up with me. It's a, a natural, and then there's some that just just put too much into it. Let me see here. Who's this? Am I making sense, guys? Lewis. You want to tackle that? I, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I get it. I, I, I do. Um, I, you know, me personally, I, I, there were times I did struggle with it, and I would say, what could she possibly, as a white woman, what could she possibly have in, have in common that uh, with this black man without it getting uncomfortable if they really sat down mm. and talked about their differences and would it be the same or would there be an elephant in the in the room every time we tackled it and could they even come up with a solution or, or come up with an agreement whether whether he's white or she's black or vice versa whatever it may be um, because you, you can't get rid of that struggle you can't get rid of of the things that occur now um, sometimes um, the assimilation part happened because you sometimes want to please your partner, so you want to almost try to – it's tough. You want to try to almost some help to identify, and it could be innocent. It could be just trying to love my partner to get to him or to her. It could be just – I'm not talking about the street black. I'm just talking about getting to understand black. And it don't necessarily have to be – quote unquote the street black, the slang and all this, but now wanting to indulge in different foods and cultural events and all these different things. Now I, I, I would welcome that because that's trying to understand and get to the point where she or he wants to please their partner. Now, at the end of the day, um when my eyes close and my life is over, I'm not gonna be judged on the color. At the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, I don't, I don't believe God's going to ask me at the at the gate, the pearly gate, what color is your wife? I, I do believe he's going to ask how did I deal with the problems and how, do, how did I encourage and, and how did I treat and how did I love and how did I do all these things according to his promises with the woman that I'm with? Um, I have to take that in consideration even though the times is difficult, even though the things that happen is tough to grasp. You know, I can't imagine it happening back in the 60s when, or the, the 50s when it was really rough and black and whites was trying to get together. 
And they still, you know, you have people still trying to get together. So I I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, I, I really believe in love, me personally. I think, you know, I, I just love my own. You know, if it happened to be a situation where I had to uh, meet someone, and you never know. Um, I will never knock down something God has given me a gift to do because then you'll never love the one you're supposed to or how to when you think you should because you probably either not taking advantage of what God has given you. So for me, I, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I understand what you're talking about, Tanisha, with the, with the, the trying to be down. You know, yeah, right, I understand right. that, but but to culturally trying to get involved is what I would think I wouldn't mind someone doing. You know what? Um, before you say something, John. So when when all of this um, kind of popped off, um, you know, with injustice and everything, I have two friends of mine, and I reached out to them. Um, one is a black guy. Um, he's um, divorced. Um, he has three. Um, biracial kids, and then and then the other one um, is married, still married, and they have um, two biracial kids, and they are the most militant guys. I mean, like militant. Um, and I asked them. I said, "Well, how does your wife feel about it? About you know, because he's very much into what's going on in the neighborhood and what's going on with black folks, and they live right there in Minnesota, um, Minneapolis. You know what's going on, and you know why he at the time of the burnings." You know, I would talk to him um, and everything. He's riding around showing what's going on. And I said, well, how does your wife feel? I mean, like, because I know you're angry. Like, how how is that conversation? You know, like, does she allow you to be angry at other folks? You know, because at at a moment, you know, just a moment, I'm not saying forever, uh, we do feel a a little angry. um, And it's just real because all races do at other uh, races or, you know, in the heat of or saying something. Like, how does that household is working right now? If if you're out there doing what you're doing, how does she feel? You know, um, you know, is there a division? That's my only thing when it comes to with biracial and those of having biracial kids, you know what I'm saying, is that, that a, a feeling of, of choosing, you know, a feeling like they have to choose especially if you were never in an environment culturally, you know? Yeah. I mean, also, think about it this way. What if you haven't grew – what if you, as a black person, marrying a, another black person, but your your upbringing was totally different and you can't get it, and one person – is cut to the core about what's happening, and the other one is like, hey, you know, you know, they're not angry, they're not moved, they're not, you know, in shock about the things that's going on, and just trying to not think about it and just want to move on, but yet the other one is angry as a two black people in the same home. What that when you can't, both of you is, is trying, you know. Have had the same struggle historically, but and it shouldn't happen. But one thinks about it like it's no big deal, and we should move on. And the other is like, nah, we gotta change something like now. And why aren't you angry? 
Right, right, right. I think that's, that's those I think those are things you should vet out in the uh, dating process. But let me say this as it pertains to interracial dating. I don't look at I don't look at it as them versus us. I could actually now be an older I could say to myself I could date a white woman. And I don't view it as betrayal. And here's why. I never viewed it as black versus white. Never did. Uh, studying history showed me it was never a thing of black versus white. It's evil versus good. And on the side of good happened to be black, obviously black people, and a lot of, a lot of allies, which happened to be white. Be, uh, and so I, I, I don't see a struggle with choosing sides. I'll be honest with you, when everything that just went down, my white friends went harder than a lot of black black people Hello? that I knew. Could you hear me? Oh, John, you kind of faded out or something like that. Uh-oh. I'm sorry about that. Y'all know I got, I got poor reception. So when I think of even pro-black, I no longer just think of black people because I know black people that are white supremacists in their ideology. I hate to say that. And I know white people that, to me, appear to be more pro-black than some black people. So it's not white versus black to me. It's more good versus evil. And um, you can be on either side. Candace Owens, who is black, chose to be on on the evil side. You understand what I'm saying? And so from that perspective, I don't see an issue with interracial uh, marriage. I don't see it as betrayal. I understand the history, uh, but we have to put history in its proper context. Um, we learn about uh, Nat Turner. We don't learn about John Brown, who was a white man who went around killing every slave owner that he, he, he came across. He hated slavery to the core, but he grabbed a rifle and went from plantation to plantation, killing white slave owners who looked just like him, and he was a white man, until he was captured and killed. We don't learn about him in history. And so I cannot condemn a whole race because there's some idiots in the race. You see what I'm saying? And I wouldn't want anyone to condemn the black race because of some idiots in the black race. And so I never look at it as black versus white. I look at it as good versus evil, as racist versus individuals who operate in love. And so from that perspective, it doesn't bother me. Uh, some of my female friends oftentimes will send me pictures of white men they find attractive and somehow they think it's supposed to uh, break my heart. And when they send it to me, they're like, oh, I would do him. How, do you, how does that make you feel, John? I'm like, oh, wow. well, if, if you like him and you could build a future with him, then go for it, big girl. I, 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 it doesn't bother me one bit at all. Again, I'm with uh, I'm with you, Tanisha. I'm, I'm looking at the standpoint of when you didn't want to take a whole race and condemn it. So now you, you, you got your white brother, you got your white sister, and now you want to come back and, and condemn the world. That's why I didn't, why I didn't date y'all. Because black, black women are this or black men are that. Whenever you get to that degree, and you have you feel the need to have to degrade one race to justify your 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 actions, then it's a problem for me. Uh, but I view it. I mean, we're living in a generation where where men are marrying men and women are marrying women, and nobody has an issue with that. Uh, but when we talk about interracial uh, marriage, people, you mean to tell me the, the, the a person's complexion, uh, you know, makes them. Undateable. I can't. I, I. I just could not bring myself to 
um, turn away from someone because of their complexion. Now, when we talk about culture, that is the barrier between me and white women. Culture. You don't have my culture, and you cannot comprehend my culture, and you're from a culture that yeah, is we eat. They got to cook. Y'all like to eat. Brothers like to eat. You don't like to eat good food. You know? think that's what you're saying. <laughs> to me, the issue is not the complexion. It's the culture. It's the culture that's the issue. Yeah. And, you know, if the culture doesn't clash, then I think it can always work. When culture clashes, then there's an issue. But complexion in itself, to me, I think that's a minute thing and uh, one that personally is not something that, that bothers me at all. That's, that's yeah, my I perspective. Love, I, I, I love a good um, a good brother, you know, brown skin, dog skin, light skin, you know, all skin, you know. <laughs> I, I, I just, it's, the, it's, it's something for me. It, it, it means something for me, maybe because when I was growing up younger, you know, I was taught you know, to love my, my skin, you know, my uncle would teach me certain things as a as a little kid, you know, uh, being proud of who I was and looking in the mirror. So as black, you know, black men always appeal to me. Have I talked to or went on dates with a different race? Absolutely. But have I taken it any further into a relationship? No, because it wouldn't work for me. Me personally, just me. I'm just saying to Nisha, y'all, so don't come at me. But it wouldn't work for me um, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, guys, if you have anything to say, those who are out there listening, you can press 1. I'll chime you in. I'll give the last four digits of your phone number if you have a comment, question, or or suggestion, um, or an argument. Uh, whatever the case may be, you can press 1. You guys are listening to Relationship 204 um, here on Blog Talk Radio and all the other streamers. You can stream us at Table Talk Media on Spotify and iTunes. So, this one person keep ask, keep sending a subject, but not really a question. Um, and you know how sometimes you ask the person, "Well, what is the question?" But it's never really defined, and it's talking about narcissists. I think that has been like some type of question for the whole week because that's all I kept seeing on people's page is narcissists. I don't know if they keep meeting some narcissist folks or something like that or, you know, feeling bamboozled with narcissist people. But the definition, Mm -hmm. and we can all give our definition of a narcissist. A narcissist is a person who, um, let me see here. I want to say just one word, fraud. but if you meet someone who's a narcissist, they're usually out to get something from you, but they really don't reveal it in the beginning um, out of a relationship. It's all about them um, as a person. If you get into an argument, eventually the argument is something that you started. Um, and women can be narcissists too because for some reason we only think that a man is a narcissist. Um, I'm just saying a narcissist off the top of my head definition. And how do we, I guess the question she asked is, how do you avoid, how do you stay away from a, a, a narcissist um, type of personality? Well, first of all, a narcissist, and I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, it's kind of like a disorder to me anyway. Um, but as they say, traits of a narcissist, I just picked this up, um, a sense of entitlement, 
definitely. Um, expect to be recognized. Now, that is so absolutely true. Um, and they exaggerate achievements and talents. Say, like, on Facebook, right, you know how you put your achievements? They got, like, ten achievements, you know, um, on Facebook. Um, that's, to me, I automatically pick up, okay, I, I see who this is. Um, but that's just Tanisha. And a person who exaggerated a sense of self-importance. I am Dr. Such-and-Such. I know you don't know my name, but let me introduce myself as doctor instead of John. My pleasure. Most of society, you know? most of society today. And in <laughs> nutshell, most of society. <laughs> yeah. Can I say can I say something concerning narcissistic? I, I see two things. You made mention I love the way you, you phrased it. You said fraud. I think to me that's a wonderful definition. Uh, the second thing is I think uh, you said it's a disorder. It absolutely is a disorder. Uh, about two weeks, was it last week or two weeks ago, I was sitting with some uh, therapists, um, some friends who all happen to be in the field of therapy, uh, mental health. And one of the topics that we talked about was narcissism. And we all noticed the same thing. Well, they all noticed. I'm not a therapist, but, uh, you know, I do some coaching here and there. And uh, I think the term is overly used. I don't think everyone's a narcissist. I think anytime somebody comes across anything, they're like, oh, Narcissist, it's it's one of those things it's culturally <laughs> cool to say right now, and I think it's it's a, a real disorder. It's a real disorder. It's a it's a it's a real personality disorder. It's not you can't just there's too many people diagnosing people with narcissism who don't have the credentials to be uh, um, uh, diagnosing anyone with anything, and. Uh, and to think that it's only uh, men is absurd. A lot of women uh, are narcissists in nature. So that's my perspective. Um, I me personally, I just, I just, um, I don't know. I, I guess the crowd that you keep um, will also keep away certain type of people. The, the company that you keep keep away certain type of people um, who feel the need to be fed that. Uh, my group of people, um, it's all about uplifting each other up. It's not about pointing out our own, you know, we kind of recognize certain things. You know, we try to achieve certain things and then help. So we know it's not just one person doing that. Um, at least my close circle, you know, we always got something to share or something we could try to do. So there's no one, and then if that person comes in to the circle, they will feel uncomfortable um, because they're not, you know, we don't care about your specific, and we'll challenge it, you know, and and we'll be we'll try to uplift each other so much that you won't, you will never always get the attention that you're looking for to, you know, as to be acknowledged. So I think. You know, I really haven't had that much experience with that because the company that I keep, you know, it, it keeps certain people away from inside, so. Yeah, but I, I like um, what, you, what you guys have said, and, um, John, I, um, I definitely like what you said about the um, it is a disorder. So 
that I guess so the person who's listening, that's why I never really um, got into the conversation because I'm like you, John, just because you meet somebody and, um, you know, they feel important or whatever, that doesn't mean that they're a narcissist. They just have a little bit, you know, self-confidence um, sometimes, you know, um, but and some people just always just got to feel like they're right, <laughs> You know, but that wouldn't define them as a a narcissist. And I'm like, word is just being thrown all all everywhere. You know, but in my life, I have had a narcissist. <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't know it until after a while. That's why I say I don't know about that because you don't know it up front because they haven't achieved what it is that they're trying to get until they achieved it, and it's easy for them to walk away. Um, so that's what happens with that. So, Lewis, have you had any um, inboxes or questions or anything like that pertaining to relationships that we could discuss? Um, I I usually try to. Um, it, it's nothing that has been challenging for me because you know one question I had was um, I listened to your show and you guys have great you know information, great feedback. She said, sometimes y'all get a little out of control and we don't know where it's going. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> which I said, well, you know, that's that's what you're going to get. Um, but she had asked a question that was kind of, um, it was simple, but yet it was it was impactful. She said, is so, is love real? Like, is it real? Meaning that does love take on its own action? Because with everything that's going on in the world, like where's love? Like like where is it? You know, relationship, but where is it in people's hearts? Where is it, um, you know, also in relationships that causes certain things to happen and occur? And why aren't, why isn't love taking over if love's supposed to prevail? You know, at the end of the day, it seems like we get darker and darker, like every day we turn on the news, social media has, you know, seen something causes another uproar. Like so, and her question was like, and it was a it was a general question, and I said to her, I said, listen, I said to say that if love is real, for me is to ask the question, is God real? And I said, so I can answer your question simply as that. God is real, therefore, I know love is real. And I said, I think what's happening, and this is just my my interpretation of certain things, I said, there are times when God has to shift and God has to move, and it affects everyone. Just like grace is poured out, it affects everyone. Some people don't even deserve it. But it affects everyone because that's the goodness that God has for us and the love that he has for his children. There are times when God allows things to happen in order for change to make moves. And I said, on the bright side, although a lot of these things are happening now, look at some of the changes that are quickly being made in businesses and people of influences are stepping up to make those changes from a law standpoint and from things that never happened over the years, at least since I've been growing up, it wasn't even a thought about changing some type of law about anything. But now people are 
looking at what's really going on from a systemic standpoint and saying that this cannot happen, you know, and how does it relate to love itself? I said, listen, that's love within people's hearts to make the change. And we have to see it on both sides. And I said, it may not be individual where it affects everyone, but at the same right. time, I said, God has ways of doing things. And I don't question that. I try to live by what I think God is trying to do. And then my hope and faith is I know he's doing the right thing. Um, okay. And I had left it, I left it like that. So um, that so I'll throw it out to you guys. What do you guys will, think? I'm, I'm going to tell you what I say. This Tanisha. Um how do you know when love is real? Because when you have that heartbreak, you know what I'm saying. When your heart breaks, you know that it that it that it more than likely has been love. And the heartbreak is when situations are going on right now, and me as a person, as a parent, um, you know, as a citizen, um, my heart broke. You know those those last days, my heart was breaking when everything was going on and situations um, were going on. You know, my heart was breaking. Um, I, I, that that was the love that I have for for the for in general, but for my people, like right now, people, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives. Some people are offended by that. Some people don't want to face that Black Lives Matter. You know, they would rather you say all lives matter. Um, well, you can say that. But as far as me, black lives matter. Now, does all lives matter too? Absolutely. But black lives do matter. So my heart was breaking, you know, as to what was going on to other black Americans, you know, um, going on to, you know, my people. Um, is, is is love real? You know, when we, when we, when we stray away or we felt, feel like, We've done something that we shouldn't do or we hide, you know, meaning I'm talking about from God, um, or we do wrong or we know that we do doing wrong. Our heart breaks when we have we have that conviction, you know, um, of some of the things that we oh turn this T V of some of the things that we do, our heart our heart breaks that we did a person wrong or or we did our parent wrong, or even a case if we're in a relationship and we know that we've done wrong to that person also. You know, we, we feel that, that heartbreak, you know. Um, and I'm talking to this person. I'm just giving examples of, of love, you know, um, that they may have felt and may not known that it was love. Um, but but love is real. Yeah, absolutely. Love is real. Love first is real from even, hopefully, your parents, you know, of, 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 of loving your your parents or your siblings, you know, we, we love them to death even when they do wrong um, or even if our parents do us wrong, <laughs> um, we still have that love for them in a sense. So th- that's just my piece on, on the love thing. Now, if John want to add something to it, that's fine. For those who are listening out there, if you guys have something to say, again, press 1. I'll chime you in, get the last four digits of your phone number, and you can be able to um, say a comment, ask a question, and so forth. You guys are listening to Relationship 204. Why 204? Because 101 can be basic sometimes, and most of the times relationships are complicated. Go ahead, John. John, can you hear me? 
Okay, I don't know what happened out there. John, can you hear me? Well, anyway, guys, so you guys are listening in to Relationship 204. Um, There are different ways to listen to us, and you can also listen to our previous podcast. If you could just type in the word Table Talk Media, Um, Table Talk Media, um, it's available on iTunes. Also, it's available on Spotify. It's available on YouTube. Once you do that, you should be able to hear our past shows. Uh, We do have other hosts. Um, sometimes we do get a little lit. It's three men and three women, but right tonight it's two men and one woman, myself. I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, and we and we have a good time. We talk about different things, a lot of different things under the sun. So, Louis, um, uh, did I answer that question okay? <laughs> no, I think you did. I mean, I think you did. Um, you know, and, and I think it came from a place of, you know, some people, and sometimes we may not know this, but, you know, some people do struggle um, with that, whether if it's relationship or whether if it's with love in general that's out in the world. Sometimes when they don't feel like the world is, um, or they can feel like the world is crumbling down on them because maybe they're not receiving it. Right. You know, maybe they're not experiencing right. it. And that's what I like about our show is that you don't have to be in a relationship or or a situation that you can just listen and you'll gain some nugget of truth based on the experiences that we've had and things that we could talk about together as a group um, and help someone. So I'm right. glad she actually did reach out like that. Absolutely. And and I want to say this part here too uh, with that. People struggle with relationships because sometimes they don't even know if they're in a relationship People struggle with that word, relationship. You understand what I'm saying? If I'm making sense, they struggle with the word relationship, relationship, relationship. I always tell people sometimes when I'm coaching, keep saying that word, relationship, so you're comfortable with saying that because the relationship doesn't necessarily mean that we meet today and tomorrow we're married. You know what I'm saying? Or we meet today and tomorrow we're picking out a dress and, you know, we're heading down down, down the aisles or we meet today and you're my soulmate. You understand what I'm saying? Um, relationship is a building process. And our relationship is a building process, whether it's with our, our friends. You know, we meet we meet different friends. Sometimes we meet friends when we're older. We don't always have the same best friends forever. You know, our relationship is building in in, in employment. You know, you have to have a relationship, especially if you're doing some type of teams, you know, or you're a supervisor. Um, Our relationship is built on um, when we're in church, you know, um, relationship when we meet someone. We don't just automatically just say that, bam, we're in a committed relationship. There's a building process. And sometimes people sometimes forget that, that there's a building process. There are steps. There, I, I believe in the 200 questions. You know, I believe in uh, scenario. You know, let's, let me hear what you think about it. Let me hear what you think about it. Um, I believe in, um, you know, the family tree thing, <laughs> you know, how it falls. Um, there's a buildup. You know, there's a step-by-step. There's a building when it comes to the relationship. So so when we, when we feel in, like, when we're wanting to be in love and not sure of love, uh, that's why for me, you know, I'm, I'm a single person now. 
that if I have uh, meet someone, we have to be friends. And one guy was like, well, I don't think that we can talk. That's fine. You know, because I'm not I'm not finna talk to you today and tomorrow we in a relationship of commitment, you know. I said, um, yeah, we have to be friends. We have to grow to know each other. You know, maybe I may not like you next week. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> we, it just has to be some type of building and, and hopefully that may help, you know, because don't be so quick to be in love or to find love or to say you in love. You know, but be in the process of, of get into that process first of love. Yeah. So, Lewis, I think it's just you and I Good on the point. line now. Something happened with, with John. No, no, no. Um, I, I, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, okay. I'm back. The devil thought he oh, had okay. me, but I'm back. Blame <laughs> it on the devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we say. That's no, what we a, say. A, a sad part about it, Tanisha, is that, you know, when you say some people can't even say if there's a, about a relationship because they can't say it or they don't know if they're in one because we're in so many situationships, it's like that's almost <laughs> becoming the new relationship without calling it one. You know what I mean? And when someone goes through issues or problems, they're talking about their situation, not their relationship. <laughs> and they're talking about their situationship that's going on and that's occurring. Um, so people get hurt from that. It doesn't even matter. You can still get hurt from situations and different things of uh, what you want to call what you're doing. Um, and that's becoming the norm. And I don't know. Relationship is getting to the point where people are either – thinking they're in one or don't care about it or enjoy what they're doing. Listen, so some people right now, they, they, they don't care. They just give me a, that's how some people are feeling right now. You know, um, they, they can't um, be in a relationship or feel like they can't find anyone um, that meets their standards or whatever the case may be. So, you know, you have them just, um, just giving in and say, you know, wow, well, I'd just rather be in a situation you know, to meet my physical need or meet my, you know, social need or just companionship. So they'll just be okay with a situation, you know. And then it's like, hard, you know, like what you say. Then, I, then what happens after you in that situation? Somebody gonna gonna start liking liking each other more than the other. <laughs> oh, have mercy! It becomes really complicated. Yeah, so just just. just just wait on it, y'all. I know they probably say, can you see this easiest? Because I know some people are going to text me. It's easier said than done just to say wait on it. But why, you should wait on it because if you don't wait on it, oh, Lord, I think I was saying. If you don't wait on it, what happens is you just, you fall for anything, you know? You fall for anything. How, how long should you wait situation? on it, though, Tanisha? I know, right? How long should you, how long should you wait on it? I got, I got people in, I, I had someone in their early 60s. DM me, and she said, I'm waiting on the Lord. I said, baby girl, I don't know. Are you sure you waiting on the Lord, or is he waiting on you? At this point, go find somebody, mama, anybody. Even I asked her, you got a good retirement plan set up? Because I, I, you know, let's make this work. 
But you know what? But, it's, it's funny. It's good that you said that, or funny that you said that, or whatever that you said that, because people now, like, say, you know, myself, I'm 47 years old, so I'll be 48, you know, um, you know, in, in in the summer. But people who are my age or older feel like black don't they don't crack, even want to get crack. married no more. They just feel like they'll get in a situation where we meet each other and we just live together. They they don't even have that desire that, okay, that they can remarry again. It's just like, well, you got this going on and you don't retire from this or whatever. We just, just we just move together and just live together and just and just travel and just do this and just do that. No, that's not what I want. Not at all. Well at least not me. After a, after a certain amount of years, you can you have to, to break up with them, you can literally they can take you to divorce court. <laughs> they can. They, they, they have some, they have some earnings in there. Mhm. Uh, married folks get alimony, they get palimony. Like a pile, you get palimony. <laughs> You've been with a person long enough. Mhm. I'm touch. Mhm. <laughs> so they can fool around if they want to. You inside of you inside of compensation after this thing ends. I know that's right. Yeah, that that well, it, well, hopefully it don't be that way. You know, you just I believe you can still get married. I, like my uncle, my uncle got married at seventy, seven, I think seventy two, seventy some years old. You know, even though his wife had my uncle is one of those believers that said uh, man should not be alone. That's what he said. And he and he tells me you married yet? Yeah, you married yet? Man should not be alone. I was like, all right. Well, let me know the man who's telling me that he shouldn't be alone. Then you know it'll happen. But uh, no, I'm not married yet. <laughs> yeah. But guys, I thank you guys so much for for being troopers and being a part of the relationship two o four show. Um, those who are out there listening, make sure you tell a friend to join us on Thursday night. We're black on Blog Talk Radio. Um, for those who are listening, listen. Um, I can't do y'all on on live because um, I cut up. We cut up too much, and um, I'm just talking. I'm just playing. But yeah, we're back on. on it's more convenient to do Blog Talk Radio for Relationship 204. I think it's more comfortable for. Our listeners as well to um, send us information, to call in, to make comments, or have something to say. So, do you guys have anything before we um, roll out? You got anything nope, going I'm on, good. John? Oh, well, John been John nope. been doing some um, some pop up um, talks, guys. Let people know how they can follow you, both of you. Uh, I'm on Facebook, John Montplazier. Instagram, John Montplazier. Website, John Montplazier. M-O-M-P-L-A-I-S-I-R is how you spell it. Um, yeah, just look me up and um, let's connect. Let's network. Awesome. I'm Lewis Johnson. I am I am on Men Love and Right. Um, just no G um, at the loving, just Men Love and Right. And I'm actually about to start something on Facebook, a separate um, blog on Facebook. Um, my sister is actually, she keeps pushing me to, Lewis, Lewis, I got all these followers. I got, you know, she has all these followers that want to uh, that wanna have these different conversations, and she don't do that. She just does 
Um, she has something called Drop Your Selfie. And basically what it does is, like, people just drop their pictures and they say something about themselves and people get to know them and different things of that nature. And she has, like, a, about almost 300,000 followers that just do that. So she's, uh, she's like, Louis, you got to start something. And my followers keep asking me about starting something. She said, that's not my cup of tea. That's yours. So hopefully I can do that. But Men Loving Right, um, I'll get some more information on that, um, whoever's interested. Uh, but I'll be on Facebook under Lewis Johnson. So thank you. But listen, give me your sister. Let me drop my selfie. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there, John. Drop, oh, drop your selfie. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's see who bites. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, thank you guys so much for being a part of the Table Talk um, production and uh, relationship 204. I want everybody out there to have a great night, and thank you for listening. If you have any questions, go to or send them to relationship204 at gmail.com. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. You guys Good have night. a great night. <laughs>